The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. We're here at Dare in Brookhaven, and I'm sitting down with an actor, writer, spoken word artist, my good friend, Ingrid Ali. Paul Leslie. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm, it's always a pleasure, Paul, truly. I mean, you know. You're my favorite interviewer thus far in my career, hands down. You're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So the last time that we spoke, it was just an audio thing, but we were mostly focusing on, mostly on your poetry. Right. But this time around, I thought we would talk a little bit about acting. Yeah. Big topic. All right. Well, we're in one of the acting meccas. Yes. Atlanta right yes. now. I would say it's last year, uh, number one in the world for film. For filming, number one. So it's the place to be. That seems made up. It does. But it's not. It does. But, you know, I have I give myself a little pat because around five years ago when I came down here, I noticed that, uh, well, the decision was multifaceted, had a job coming in. But also I noticed that things weren't just being filmed here. There was infrastructure yeah. being built here. I saw studios going up, and I was like, okay, they're actually investing in Atlanta. You know, there's a lot of places where a lot of filming has happened, but they're not necessarily building studios. Right. So I thought to myself, maybe that's the move. And here we are. What do you think about the vibe of the city? Hmm. The vibe in terms of cultural or just... The feeling. The feeling. The feeling. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to someone about this. Atlanta is a cool place. I don't know if it's my forever home or not, um, but I do think the vibe is definitely multicultural. Um, it's it's not the typical South feel right. that people or the stereotypical South feel that people might have. You know, it's very metropolitan. Um, most people I've met aren't from Atlanta, which is also interesting. It's hard very to meet true. a local. Um, so I think it's it's diverse. It's it's. It's is kind. I think that the, the the southern the most southern thing about it, I would say, is is the kindness of the people mm. in general. You know, I think that southern hospitality thing is is a real. It's a real thing. It's not a mythical thing of the south. There is that hospitality, people being very kind mm. um, in general. So, what is the technique that you take when it comes to acting? You know, it's it's evolving all the time. Because I feel like I've gone through through different evolutions. When I first came to acting, I think for a lot of people too, it's totally intuitive. Especially when if you start young, like I did, and a lot of people like you see some actors on television, some young actors who do like brilliant performances and have had zero training, and that's just coming from intuition and from and in a way, uh, some of that can get taught out of people mm. as they get older. So I think it's important to trust and hold on to that intuition. And even for me going through college and training in different forms and studying Stella Adler and Stanislavski and Uta Hagen and different approaches like that, um, I think you start to second guess your intuition sometimes. Um, so I guess that's what I try to stay rooted to is to trust what's coming internally. And of course, I've you know definitely studied all the big names, some of them that I've just named dropped now. Um, more recently, I actually studied, um, who did I study? I studied um, Ivana Chubbuck. She's a more modern uh, teacher. She still teaches out in L.A. She taught Halle Berry and uh, Charlize Theron, some bigger names. Um, she basically takes what Stanislavski did and brings it into the modern day. 
um, approach. The only thing that I'm struggling with a little bit about is she pulls so much from like personal experience, kind of dredging up all of the the stuff, <laughs> uh, the the kind of rough stuff of life to uh, kind of motivate the performance. Hmm. And I don't know that I that I love that. It's been effective, and I've taken some gems and nuggets out of that. But I'm I'm caught kind of in the team imagination club, you know, the as if. The what would it be like? The you know connecting to the human condition, but not necessarily having to use all your pain all the time. You know, I, I think acting can be actually healing, um, but I don't know that I want to be dredging up the time that you know my dog died all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you're an actor, how important do you think it is to be in touch with your emotions? It's it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial. I like. <laughs> I laugh because you know, with what I was just talking about in terms of using your own emotional life uh, to fuel your performance. I know actors, and even myself, have been afraid of healing, of going to therapy, or getting better, in fear that we wouldn't be able to to mm. act anymore. Um, but what I'm coming to learn is that I really feel like the more that you can heal, the more open you can be to emotion. Because mm. um, I think the the lack of facing things and opening up to things and, and, you know, dealing with your emotional challenge actually can be a block to being open and acting. And I think acting is all about being open in the mind and the body and, you know, even physically breathing and things like that. It's amazing. Sometimes you'd be working on a piece or working in class, for example, and the teacher might say like, breathe, you're not breathing. Hmm. And you take that breath and everything just filters in all the emotion just comes up and it's like, Oh, there it was. I was blocking it, you know? And, and there's a timeliness to that as well. Sometimes people aren't ready to go there. Hmm. Sometimes people just can't because they're not ready because there's also an aspect within themselves and their personal life and their real life that they're not ready to look at yet. Hmm. Why do you think that some people, and this, I guess, doesn't just apply to acting. It could apply to music or painting or whatever. Why do some people make it and some people don't? Hmm. That's a great question. I mean, I I think that's, there's a lot of answers to give to that. I mean, I I do feel that perseverance um, is a big key. You know, I love when uh, Will Smith talks about his career and he's, he's continually saying, he's like, I'm not, I'm not the most talented actor out there. I'm not the most talented person in any way, shape or form, but I will be on set before you and I will be gone after you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, you know, going to put in every bit of everything he has into the work that he's doing. And I think that that kind of commitment is crucial. You know, for me as an actor who's coming up and, and auditioning and, and trying to hopefully get into some kind of role or opportunity that will open the door, I think it's important to remember there's so many actors who we admire now who, you know, we're doing, we're in the grind. We're really, you know, but I think people, I, Jessica Chastain, one of my favorite actresses was talking about, you know, even when there was zero work for her every day, she was doing something hmm. to invest in her, in her acting and her, her artistry. And I think that that's a big, that's a big part of it. And you never know when, when the next day could be your day. You know, there's this famous story yeah. about an actress out in LA back in, I don't know the, I want to say the forties maybe. Um, and she was going through a hard time and just not doing well, um, not getting any roles and things like that. And she ends up committing suicide. Mm. And the next day, a script uh, was sent to her house oh, gosh. that they were interested in her for. So that's a very dramatic example. But it is. It's kind of like, you know, if it's in your heart to do, 
you know, what if tomorrow is the day? I mean, it really is a kind of career where like it can change like that you know, mm. on the turn of a. What am I, I want to say on the turn of a dime. I don't think that's an expression, but I think we're going to use it on the turn of a dime. You know, your career could change. So I think it's just having a very strong and healthy um, support system. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a very long answer to your question, but yeah. I can't remember the title of the book, but I think I referenced this to you before, but there's a book by Michael Caine on acting. Mm. And anytime I would see it in a bookstore, I was always drawn to it because it was just really interesting, even though I'm not an actor. Yeah. But he said in the book, and I wanted to get your take on this, he said, if you are an actor, that is what you are. So your answer, because he waited tables. He, was, he worked at a restaurant, actually. Mm -hmm. He said, when someone would ask him, what do you do? It was always, I'm an actor. And it was like, yeah, but don't you work at that restaurant? And he would say, yeah, but I'm an actor there, too. I, yeah. am, I am an actor. I do other things. What do you think about that? Absolutely agree. I mean, that's my answer. I, yeah. too, have graced the uh, restaurant scene. And, um, yeah, that's my answer. It, it's If you're going to, you know, these are all identities that we, you know, I'm this, I'm that. Ultimately, you know, if you're going to go spiritually deep into it, who are you? You know, you're choosing an identity for yourself. But if I'm going to identify as something in terms of being like a, as a career or as um, a passion, actor, absolutely. It's, it's just what's in me to do. And even the times that I've been like, what am I doing? You know, and, and just been begging God, why didn't, why didn't I want to be an accountant or something? It'd be so much easier. No offense to accountants. I'm sure it's, I couldn't do that. Mm. I could probably play one. Right. Hopefully. But like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm an actor. It's just, it's what's in me to do. And I think there's times where if you really evaluate it, Acting is life. It's, it's the study of the human condition. So at mm. any point, I can be looking at the world and, and learning mm. to hopefully become a better, a better performer. There has to have been moments where you said, like, this, this right here, this is why I do this. Yeah. Tell me about one of those. <sighs> All right. All right, what comes to mind, I was doing, because um, I started in theater, so I was doing a, a musical at the time. I think it was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is a kind of fun fun musical and I was in the course so I was just you know one of the um kind of background people for lack of a better term but you know singing all of the all of the major songs in it and doing the dance routines and numbers and I remember kind of having this like existential kind of out-of-body experience where I was just like this is my life right now and it was professional theater so I was like I'm getting paid to do this and I was yeah. doing this dance and this performance and I was it just I felt electric you know and it was it felt like a privilege and it felt like this is what I got to do. This is why I, this is why I, you know, go through the, you know, long periods sometimes of zero work mm -hmm. because when you are working, there's nothing like it. If it's your passion, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like, and especially for theater, you know, I've focused more on to film now. That's where I'm trying to build my career, but always love the theater. And, you know, even just the smell of the theater, the sounds, the, the, the darkness when you first walk in and the stage lights coming on and the heat of the lights on. I mean, there's all of that is just, it's where it's at, man. It's absolutely where it's at. Do you have, not just for stage, but also for the film, yeah. is there like a dream job, like a, a scenario that you could think, this is what I'd like to get into? Hmm. I mean, and feel free to use your imagination. I yeah. mean, it could be I like, mean, if it was, if it was bound, you know, I, I don't know if it's 
Yes, I, I love to play. I love period stuff. So I'd say doing a period piece would be, would be up there. Um, you know, playing a, a singer from the 40s or, you know, some kind of... Uh, I like magical realism as well, some kind of something like that in a period piece. Or um, I love strong characters who are trying to overcome something, who are trying mm. to find themselves. Um, I'd love to do a film like... Uh, directed by Wes Anderson or something, you know, something I love, I love his stuff. I love filmmakers who have a very unique perspective or like when you watch a film, you know, this is when you watch a Wes Anderson film, you know, it's Wes Anderson right? or like Barry Jenkins, my God, like Moonlight and um, his films. Like he has a very strong voice. I love, I'd love to work in something like that. That's, you know, kind of got its own unique vibe. What about someone that you would just be, there's nobody you would rather share screen time with. Mm. Screen time with. Um, a few people would come to mind. I, mess in, I, men, I mentioned Jessica Chastain. I really great. think she's, she's a great talent. Kate Blanchett. Just yeah. stunning. Um, Mahershala Ali. He's the one guy who just kind of, he's been working, I'm sure, for forever. But in terms of being like A-list, you know, this is a, in the past few years, he's just exploded. And his talent is just blows me away. I don't know if you've seen True Detective on no. um, HBO. I recommend it. The first season, excellent. Matthew McConaughey um, and Woody Harrelson. And then we have this new season featuring Mahershala. And forgive me, can't think of the other actor's name. He's also excellent. Um, second season kind of wasn't mm. the greatest. But there, this third season is phenomenal. And the, and the work that he does is just... Man, I just feel like I'd learn so much from being in a scene with him. You know, I think he'd push whoever he's with to bring their A game. Um, just being in his influence would be awesome. Yeah. So I kind of warned you about this before, but um, something that we did with this actor named David Hoosier. Yeah. Uh, it was just like he's a great guy. By the way. Very. I, yeah. I've heard from like lots of women and stuff. He's very handsome. You know, he's 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 out there Charming. being a player. Yeah, yeah, I think he's really hitting the streets. Well, he did like what well, we did. He like some spontaneous acting. Yeah. So I thought for you, we could either do that, or you could do one of your spoken word pieces. Mm. Or maybe you have an idea that's even better than mine. Interesting. Um, how about this? I've got two monologues that come to mind. That's better. Um, and I'll let you choose. Okay. So I have one that I've done um, from a really great film, uh, Million Dollar Baby. Okay. I remember that came out with Hilary Swank. Yeah, yeah. Um, she won the Academy Award for that, so no pressure on it. But it's okay. just a piece that I really like, and I thought that um, the story was good. Again, someone fighting to be, you know, their true self, fighting to find who they are. Mm -hmm. um, and then also one is a more classical piece from the play Camille um, that takes place in, I think, the early 1900s. And this courtesan uh, has fallen in love with uh, kind of an aristocrat. And his father has a problem with that because it, it challenges his position in society. And it's the scene where she, she's agreed to let him go. But he thinks that she really wants to do it and she doesn't. Which one do you think I'm going to choose? I don't know. Camille. Camille. All right. Do you want it? Should I give it to you or should I give it out here? Where, where do we want to give it out present there. this? All right. <sighs> I 
and give it to our uh, helpful camera person here. Don't tell me you love me, because only two things can come of it. Either I won't believe you, in which case you'll hold it against me, or I will believe you. Then you would have the saddest of lives, the companionship of a sick, nervous woman, sad, gay with a gaiety more sad than sorrow, a woman who spends a hundred thousand francs a year now. That's good enough for an old Croesus like the Duke, but prove boring for a young man like yourself. But there. We're talking a lot of nonsense. Take my hand and let's join the others. They'll be wondering what's keeping us. Do you want me to give you some advice? Take the first coach and run away if what you tell me is true, or else love me as a good friend, but not otherwise. Come to see me; we shall laugh and talk. But do not overestimate my worth, for I am not worth much. You're a good man. You need to be loved. You are too young and too sensitive to live in our world. Love some other kind of woman, or marry. You see, I'm a decent sort. I want to be quite frank with you. So, it's settled. You don't love me anymore. Little melodrama. My heart is beating out of my chest. <laughs> Little melodrama. It's always fun. The well theater. done. Thank you. Great. Thank you for your presence, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, my last question: Who is Ingrid Ahl? Hmm. I'm learning that every day, but I know that she's someone who is always. Just deeply desiring to become more of who she is, and to grow, 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 and um, and take care with myself. You know, as an actor, I will say this, and I'm sure a lot of actors experience that. I am so freaking hard on myself. Mm. I'm my own worst critic, and it doesn't really serve me either. Mm. I mean, it can in a way. It's good to to be aware of what your work is and how you can improve. But when it becomes kind of deprecating, self-deprecating, you know, or, you know, just, just, I heard Kate Winslet talk about how her performance in Titanic, she just thought there was so much she could have done better. And so, and you know, we look at this and it's this great performance. I think most people would agree. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's going to be a part of the actor that's always going to be reevaluating and trying to grow, but, but to, to give myself a little bit of a break yeah, would be great. But yeah, Ingrid is, Ingrid's here, and she wants to um, kind of heal a bit of the human condition with, with showing a bit of what it is, and what it can be, and what it was, and what it might be, and all of that. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. A pleasure. true delight, once again. My pleasure. All right. Till next time. Bop, bop, dealy, bop, bop, ba-doo, bop, zee, bock, a doodly, not. Goodbye.